in uh, verse 8, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 8. Then Elkanah, her wife, or her husband, excuse me, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? And I, am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drank neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint, I grieve. I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the Lord of Israel grant you your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer Sad. Spirit of God, I am sure of the anointing. I am sure of my calling. I am sure of the direction of refresh. I am sure of those that you handpicked for me to impact through what flows through my life. I am sure that expansion time is here. I am sure that the death of grief is coming to a close in the lives of your people. Just as David, with a sling and a rock and the anointing, brought down Goliath, we bring down this giant that have tormented this nation and this world. We decree and declare that it comes to a close now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and take your seats. 
I was telling Lady Davis uh, as we were preparing uh, to come, I said, every day more and more precision comes to the ministry that's flowing out of me. If you just go back and you just read the responses on uh, I am the one segment on Tuesday mornings, so many people are saying this is exactly what I needed. Now, we, we have people who we heard about even recently that have been misprescribed medicine and misdiagnosed. That's in that profession. Well, when you commit yourself to the Lord, there's someone called the Holy Spirit that gives you precision if you would allow him to lead and guide. That's what he does. He saves you energy, mishaps, and mistakes so that you have precision when you're speaking into the lives of people who need relief from the pressure and the anguish that they're under. Now, I know based on my stats, looking at what the response is, I started to think as I was standing there earlier, um, there are, when you go to a restaurant and you have a tendency that people will respond back in and say, this is a good restaurant. And if they are, if they are, if it's good and that there's a good response, and then other people decide to go there. Now, in the church, many of you who are being impacted, you need to voice it. You want to know why? Because people are looking for a place to go that will help them fulfill some need or desire in their lives. Now, now if the food's not good, then you don't even have to respond. But if the food is good, and you're getting relief or a response, let everybody know. You overcome by the blood of the lamb in the words of your testimony. You need to testify. So if they give you ratings in a restaurant, then if you're ministering according to the Lord, then you will gain ratings. There is no way to be effective in ministry and not receive ratings. Just like it's not possible to be a upstanding restaurant and people enjoy it without recording the ratings. So based on what I understand, my accuracy is there. Don't grade me if I'm not talking to you. Because my restaurant is not for everybody. Because when you try to reach everybody, you reach nobody. The downfall of many organizations is they tried to reach everybody and they ended up reaching nobody. I remember um, Bishop Jim Lowe when he told Sasha, because Sasha was interested in multiple instruments. She was asking for a keyboard. She started out on the drum. She was asking for a guitar. And we would buy her these instruments. But he said to her, he said, don't be like me. Have all these instruments and have no profession at any. 
So it's like this. You do what you do. Let me do what I do. Because I'm not trying to do your job. Don't try to do my job. I'm not trying to become better at what you do. I'm going to become better at what I do. So let's, let's talk about this Hannah girl. Because I believe that her uterus was held up by grief. Let's flip it up. Let's flip it over. To the spiritual sense. By now, you should have already birthed. But if grief has you, it has locked up your uterus. Making you non-productive in a fruitful time. So she's got a problem with Penina. And Penina is not in grief. She's not in grief. She also has a husband that's giving her everything. Just because you have things doesn't mean you're not grieving. You can have a lot of stuff, but not what you want. So she had access to a man who loved her. He said, am I not better than 10 sons? You crying about a son. Am I not better than 10 sons? But no, 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 no. In her being, she was grieving over a son. I don't know what you're grieving over. Something you lost or something you want that you don't have yet. But whatever it is that you've been waiting on, grief will block your uterus from functioning at the capacity that it should function. You, you can't tell me I am not going to expand. I am not in grief. I have no choice but to expand. Expansion is automatic. Penina was not grieving and she was producing children everywhere because she wasn't in, in grief. Now, let me help the church. Let me help the church. If the devil wants to stop you from producing, let's keep you in grief over something. So no one's addressing the grief effectively in the church because what's going to prophesy to nations is in the church redemption to nations is in the church so what do we do move the church to grief where it never births a prophet let me just let me just walk this let me just walk this so those of you who look at the church and say, and I'm not talking about this church because we the bone. <laughs> I don't care what you say. And you say what we don't have. I done all that and didn't have that. I done all that and didn't have elders. I done all that because God is with us. So look at what we don't have. We got the bills paid. We got people coming on a Wednesday night where many churches have shut their Wednesday services off. Most churches in this region are not having Wednesday night service, but look at us up in here. So don't make my, my fruitful uterus seem empty. Because it's not. 
So to this, this grief that she's in, she's crying out for what she needs, but she's in anguish about what she wants. She's crying out for it. And she's in grief that shuts her down while she's wanting something and crying out for it. I'm grieving and I'm asking. I'm grieving and I'm asking. The church grieves and it asks. So she's grieving and the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. Well, I'm asking. Well, what's blocking my receiving? The Bible says, he who knocks, the door shall be open unto him. Seek and you shall find. But grief knows how further you can be. If you can get over your anguish, can you imagine what we've done with grieving people? Can you imagine what we would do if your wound was unblocked tonight? I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that. Can you imagine what we would do in Birmingham if your wound was unblocked? by grief tonight some of y'all said lord when lord how how is right now i am not talking about just the love of a family member i'm talking about the thing you want and you're in anguish about it and your anguish is what's hindering what God is trying to release through you. Somebody put your hands on your chest and say, it's in me, it's in me, it's in me. Now, if Satan is going to stop you, he has to block you inwardly to stop you. I, I am not mean, I am not dogmatic, I am a free man on the inside. And my dreams come to pass because I have no grief blocking my spiritual uterus. The bigger the dream, the lesser the grief. If you're about to have a big baby, you have to stay away from grief. You have to stay away from sorrow. You have to stay away from things that get your blood pressure going. Some of y'all carrying too much good stuff to let all the bad stuff hinder and block what God wants to bring into your life. Elkanar wants to fix it with things. You got the house, still not satisfied. You got the car, still not satisfied. You got the raise, and you're still not satisfied. You got the promotion you were looking for, and you're still not satisfied. You opened up the business, and you're still not satisfied. You got people jealous of you or what you're doing, but no, don't know the agony that's in you while you're doing it. It's hard to find somebody to pray for you because they're jealous of you. Because they don't understand what you're really going through. 
They don't understand what you're experiencing. They wish they could trade places with you, but they've never been in your place. So they don't know if they really want to trade places with you. Because you're having to give up anguish just to keep producing, producing, producing. In order to be productive, you have to be grief free. I want you to just say this with me. I'm not letting anybody get on my nerves in this season. Nobody, nobody's going to cause me grief. Talk about me if you want to. You're not going to stop me from birthing in this season. No, 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 no. See, you got you to gotta be determined. You got to be determined. I know what's blocking me now, and I'm not going to let that ignorant thing show up and block me ever again. Because if you're carrying something, you want to go full term, but you don't want to go overtime. So she's accused of being intoxicated by the priest. Whenever a preacher say or a minister says, you're foolish just for crying out. It just don't take all that. How do you know? You don't know what I'm believing God for. See, everybody's always trying to grade people, but they don't know people. If you knew what I was believing for, you'd probably help me praise. If you knew what I was believing for, you would probably pray with me instead of watching me. If you knew what I was going through, and I don't look like what I'm going through, you probably wouldn't be asking those type of questions about me if you knew what I was going through. So Eli, sitting by the doorpost observes what is a noble woman who is grieving who is, is who is in anguish and she makes a deal have you made a deal do you know you can make a deal with god I know religion said you can't make a deal, but I see God, people making deals with God all the time in the Bible. So instead of continuing in her anguish, in her grief, she said, okay, I'm going to make a deal. My lips are moving, but I'm not going to share with everybody what's in my heart. You may see my lips moving and think I'm intoxicated because I'm really not having this conversation with you. I'm having this conversation with God. In fact, I excluded you. I'm going to need you later, man of God. But for right now, I'm talking to God. See, when you really start having a conversation in your heart, you will find out if you're around real men and women of God. Because if you're around the real deal, they're going to pick up on the conversation that you're having with God. They're not going to just see your mouth moving and begin to try to, to discern what you're saying in your heart. Preaching doesn't make us real. T 
Teaching doesn't make us real. Microphone doesn't make us real. When we can pick up on the hearts of those who are in communication with God. Some of the older people, they understand these party lines. You pick up the phone and you can hear somebody else's conversation. Those who are real should be picking up on the conversations of those who are grieving. See, they should have a pulse on that. I should not be the only one talking about it and looking foreign because I'm talking about it. I am just making sure I diagnose people correctly because for centuries you have been misdiagnosed. People have called you crazy while you were grieving. People have said something is wrong with you and you're, you're just in agony of heart. People have either dis, even disassociated themselves with you just because you were having a moment that they didn't understand. People talked about you that you called your friends just because they didn't understand the moment that you were in. Because to be honest with you, you can't share your dreams with everybody. And they just don't understand. You, you want them to understand. And too many people are trying to speak into your life that don't know your life. He's in the position, but he doesn't understand what's going on with this woman who's carrying something that's going to shift that nation. I don't think everybody realized what's up in refresh. I don't, I don't think they, I don't even think they realize what's on me. You think I served all those years faithfully, inconvenienced myself, drove up and down that highway, jumped every time and said how high, and you think I'm not pregnant with anything? You, you think I'm, you, I'm, I'm a pretty smart man and I measure everything. You think I'm going to give 110 and not get the 20% back? So she, 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 makes, she makes a deal. She makes a deal. Okay, okay, God. I tell you what I'm going to do. If you give me what I want, I'm going to give him back to you all the days of his life. I am going to raise him like a Nazarite. Never will a razor come upon his head. I am going to honor the principles with him that you have established. Because I am so in anguish, I'll make a deal with you. To make sure whatever you give me, I'll treat it like it always belongs to you. See, you're not in anguish until you take what you want and let God have ownership of it. I ain't worried about no devil. I knew greatness was in me. I knew massive amount of people were in me. I said, God, if you give them to me, I am going to give them back to you. And you want to know why I lead you like I lead you? Because you're a Nazarite. You can't be like everybody else. You can't do it like everybody else. If you do it like everybody else, you become barren like everybody else. Look at your neighbor, tell them purpose is on my life. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but before Samuel could arrive, 
physically, his mother Hannah had already set his destiny. Before you came to refresh, we had already set the destiny. You wonder, what are we going to do? It's too late. It's already set. I see what they're doing and I see what they're doing. Do you know what we're doing? So, she makes this deal. It said, the Bible says, it's better not to make a vow than to make one and break it. But see, God knows when you're talking to him, whether you're going to keep it. So, for her womb to open up now, God is sure that she is going to maintain what she said. Because you can fool people and trick people. You can act faithful for a little bit of time and then people begin to trust you. But God knows everything. She was speaking in her heart. Man judges the outward appearance. God judges the heart. Her conversation with God was about her heart. Even her priests couldn't understand her language because she was talking with her heart. God heard her heart. And God rewarded her heart because a real heart don't lie. What did she receive? She received her heart's desire. And she said, okay, I made a commitment. And these are the conditions. I'll never allow this that you've given me to serve any other purpose than the purpose that he has come into this earth for. People ask me, what is all of this stuff, all this writing on the wall? It's the purpose of which we exist. We get away from the purpose we lose our existence. I'll take it deeper. If I get away from the purpose, I lose my existence. I'd rather lose you as a friend than to lose my existence in purpose. See, I went from anguish. The problem is so many people have plush lies. I went from anguish to say, Lord, if you don't do something, I'll serve you, but I don't want to spend all my life in embarrassment. So if you, you take this little old Bradford boy, I'll give him to you completely. Every day, I'll honor you. Every time I open up my mouth, I will say what you have said. Let no man disannoy or add that to. I won't mix your stuff with my own personal opinion. There, there, there are conditions. When God starts raising you up, it's because of a conversation you had. Things don't make sense right now, but if you go back to the conversation you had in your heart, and then realign yourselves with the conversation that you had in your heart, then your purpose is gonna kick back in. But not only is purpose going to kick in, the same purpose that opened the womb one time 
provide space for all that's going to come after that. It's hard to be single in productivity when you have dedicated the first thing to the Lord. Preacher thinks she's drunk. Preacher thinks her character is out of order. Have you been considered out of order and you were just in anguish? You're trying to make a deal with God and they wanted, they told you to sit down. They told you, we, we, we don't do it like that in here. Well, life has been good to you. Fine. But for some of us, life wasn't good, but God has been really, really good. Is there any witness that know that if life wasn't good, that God has been really good? Because see, it, it wasn't life that was working for her. Life had left her barren, Sasha. Her priest had called her drunk. So life wasn't working and the church wasn't working. But the silent whispers to a God that nobody sees, but still answers prayers. If I make my request known to God, if I give him my petition, because I can look out over the audience and see that he heard me. I can look in my personal life and see that he heard me. So you can't tell me if you posture yourself correctly that God won't hear you. I know God will hear you. I know that God wants to hear you. You just got too many friends you talking to. When you really want it bad, don't go to your friends. When you really want it bad, go to God. If your friends could fix it, they could only do average. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't need average. I don't, I don't want average. I'm living a supernatural life. So I need supernatural things to happen in my life. So I got to get in touch with someone who is the author of the supernatural. Because it doesn't make sense that I'm here. We've already settled that. It doesn't make sense that we own this. That's already settled. Everything that God does out of the box is proof. That if you make a level of commitment to him, he'll make a much exceeding level of commitment to you. See, Hannah was asking for one child. If you read the scriptures long enough, see, all it takes is one anointing on your spiritual wound. <laughs> they used to say when we were, we were trying to break the 100 barrier and then we were trying to break, break the 300 barrier and we were trying to break, break the 500 barrier. But anytime those barriers broke, things begin to snowball. Because see, once you 
cross one threshold, it's easier to cross the rest of those thresholds. And I want to tell you something. See, some of y'all been coming in sad and leaving out sad. Because what God is going to do is rearrange the thought pattern of the priest. All of a sudden, in the midst of the anguish of this woman, Eli, who was on his way out of office, pivots. Didn't know what God was saying, but knew how to affirm what God was doing. God will take an unemployed authority, pivot them long enough to speak a blessing over your life, release you into your destiny, open up your unfruitful womb to a fruitful womb, See, when you, when you leave this service, you got to know grief is over. You can't think it and hope it. I hope I can. I hope I can. Not hoping I can. I know I can. See, that, that's when you're going to seem weird because everybody knows, even Penina, that you haven't been able to birth anything. What changed? Because she wasn't showing, but she wasn't grieving. No signs of wealth may be in your life, but conception has taken place because grief has been removed. See, everybody wants to tell you how to get there, but don't know how to stop what's been blocking generations in your life. See, they look at you now. And they don't know what the devil tricked, who the devil tricked maybe two or three generations ago that got you in the place that you're in now. But whatever block you did can't stop you now. You're no longer going to imitate someone who has an empty womb. You're not going to imitate anyone that you did not see a physical manifestation of their petition to God. I just want to prophesy that everybody on your row is pregnant right now. Jeff, the devil wanted to stop you from getting pregnant, man tried to interfere with you and Keisha's multi-million dollar, billion dollar industry. Thought he had won, but didn't know that I would pivot in this grief information and turn your grieving and your mourning into joy. You see, certain things have been happening as a reaction from the barrenness. She would not have been in anguish if she would have been producing. If you are in anguish, it's because you've been expecting something for a long time and what you have been expecting has not happened. So now you're in anguish. You're in sorrowful 
in a sorrowful spirit. You're, you're now grieving and everybody wants you to hold your head up and conduct yourself this way. Well, can you tell me how to get my womb unblocked? Can you, do you have enough discernment of what's been blocking me? You reading everything else. You telling me I'm going to get a car. You telling me I'm going to get a house. But all those things from where you came from are supernatural things that happen. And in order for those things to physically manifest, because nobody in your family had a car, they rode with everybody else. So you need your womb to open. Nobody had a business. Nobody lived in more in a house with more than two rooms. Nobody lived extravagant. So when those things start happening, somebody's got to unblock your your womb for things like that to manifest you've been you you come from the projects God says I'm giving you a mansion what is a mansion so somebody's got to be bold enough to say I understand that grief's been holding you up but I'm bold enough to attack what's been attacking you you have been misdiagnosed. You have been placed on antidepressants because your wound is blocked. Because anytime you can't produce, it begins to impact you intellectually. Because you're doing everything to produce, but you can't produce. And it begins to impact you like this woman was being impacted. But I want you to look down your row and say, tell somebody, I'm not crazy. Tell somebody else, I just, I just want it bad. I just want it bad. I just. <laughs> they don't know how bad you want it. They don't know how long you've been waiting on it. They, they don't know that, that you, you were really happy when you first petitioned. But this has been years now and everything around you has been producing and you're wondering what, what's wrong with me now. Now you're doubting your ability to produce. It's not your ability, it's a blockage. But I'm gonna give you an opportunity and people don't think a shout will release you from blockage. But. about to make Penina jealous. Penina thought just because she could produce children that Elkanar would love her more. 
even in the midst of being non-productive, the Father God still loves you in your non-productive state. But now that everything has shifted, not about to shift, everything has shifted. Your lover is going to spend more time with you. Not that he wasn't. But he's going to spend more time with you because there's so much more in this season that's coming out of you. <laughs> Put your hands on your chest and say, it's coming out of me. You always thought it could come out of somebody else, but it's coming out of you. Uh, we always want God to think God's going to do it with our neighbor. God ain't coming to your neighbor's address. God is at your front door tonight. God is releasing you to go to the highest levels of productivity and get back pay for at least three generations of non-productive people. You better hear me, back pay for at least three to four non-productive people. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain, which means the former and the latter rain comes all at once. Everything that's been held up. I believe tonight as I close, you're not walking out of this place nor turning the streaming off with a sad spirit. I believe the joy of the Lord is your strength. And those of you who have the strength to birth that big spiritual baby, I want you to push. You don't know what we're birthing in Birmingham. You don't know what we're birthing in this state. You don't know what we're birthing in this country. We're pushing because now something on the inside of us, we have been denied an opportunity to push. But tonight, if we've been stretching, the time for us to push is now. Take a breath. Now push again. Take a breath. Now push again. I see the head. I see the head refresh. I see the head refresh. what's going on but when I sat at that table with you on yesterday I knew there was a divine connection I knew that there was something that God wanted to release and you're pregnant with something and what you're in is trying to block it but God said I brought you all the way back to Birmingham back home to release what's in you because what's in you is bigger than where you've been somebody
Give me space cause it's big. Give me room cause it's big. Give me state lines cause it's big. Don't lock me in, don't build your house too close to me. Give me some few extra lots next to me because I'm expanding, because what's in me is big. Somebody said, give me some room, give me some room, give me some. Put it in the atmosphere, we shake nations. I'm telling you, Refresh, we shake nations. We shake nation. We're not just taking over city to city. We're going to take over nation to nation. That's what's on the inside of us. That's the DNA of Refresh. They can't stop it now. You're fully dilated. They can't stop it now. Haters can't stop it. Critics can't stop it. The only way they can stop it is keep you in grief. Now you're no longer in grief. Conception has taken place. What you need, God's got it. I said, what you need, God's got it. No more anguish, no more frustration, no more sorrow, no more grief. Everything that was blocked up everything that was dammed up. I say the dams are released now. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, somebody shout Jesus. <laughs> Prayers that didn't work are now working. Confessions that didn't bring forth are now bringing forth a harvest. I dare you to put it in the atmosphere. Millions, billions. brought you all the way to Birmingham. God lock you, my sister. Yeah, you were wondering when you left, where am I going? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men. The things that God has prepared for you. Every time I see you, I see a warrior. 
Every time I see you, I see victory. Every time I see you, I see a fighter. Every time I see you, I see more than a conqueror. Every time I see you, I see a triumphant woman. You you think you think the devil's been after you. No, 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 no. You've been walking on the devil. You have gone into the enemy's territory. It's not that the devil's been after you. You have been on the devil's turf and you have been taking back everything the devil stole from you and guess what you're taking it back and you're taking it back and everything he thought it was going to keep the devil is a liar he can't keep it because God has graced you to walk in it today Williams, the Lord said, what are you going to do? The Lord said, what are you going to do? You're going to keep grieving or mourning or you're going to move on with your life. Your best life is right down the road. Your best life is right down the road. What are you going to do with your best life? Sometimes you have to end one level or one phase of life to enter into the next life. God is not going to visit you in that old place but he's waiting for you. He's ahead of you. He said, come meet me there. He said, come, come meet me there. Come meet me in prayer. Come meet me in praise. Come meet me in worship. Come meet me in faith. Come meet me in obedience. Because if you meet God there, everything that said no is about to flip into a yes in your life. I want you I want y'all to start planning yourself another team. You may be working with a team, but have another team. Don't have just one team. Don't, don't have one team in your location. Plan for every deficit in a wall because where God is taking you, you are not going to be stopped. I'm going to say it again. You're not going to be stopped. You're already thinking it. Years ago, I thought about, I need to make tiers of leadership. So I've been creating things everywhere I go, leveraging every relationship. Because when this thing opens up, ain't no trivial thing that can happen to stop it. I'm telling you right now, Bernie's, what's coming your way? I see, I see some un. That I see some locked up resources that were unlocked tonight. When your brothers and sisters were shouting, there was a release in your life. See, what most of you don't understand, that when they were shouting around you, it was affecting everything in the atmosphere. I have to stop. I don't know the name of this movie. Sasha, but it's a, it's a, a, a cartoon where this group of people lives on the little, little plant. Say that again. Something about who? What, whatever that is. But in the movie, I can't get it out of my mind. I can't get it out of my mind. But they were about to be destroyed. And they had to rally together. And they all had to shout together. Because if they didn't shout together, they wouldn't be heard. 
and it was time for them to be heard. I want you to uncross your hands right now. I want you to get your behind off of that seat right now because we're not going to let anything stop us from being heard in this season of our lives. One, two, three. Shouldn't have joined us if you wasn't going to shout with us. If you wasn't going to support us. If you wasn't going to back us. You shouldn't have joined us because we're going to shout. just got released. Gay City just got released. Oh, you don't know what our shout is about. Low-income communities just got released with a shout. Valley Brook just got released. Westchester just got released. When Refresh releases a shout, there's a ripple effect that impacts every connecting community. Now slap your neighbor, say it's done, it's done, it's done. Slap them out, high five, tell them it's done. It's done. Isaac, it's done. They wonder, where did we come from? You better be concerned about where we're going. Forward! Forward! There's a prophetic word from my spiritual father, Bishop Eddie L. Long. Forward! And I'm just like him. You want to know what I'm like? I'm just like him. I carry his DNA. I carry his spirit. I carry his anointing. His life is in me. He lives through me. He is not dead. Get the memo, baby. We came to shake nations. Ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.